Okay, our reading this morning is from Isaiah chapter 51, and I'm reading from verse 15. Isaiah 51, and from verse 15. For I am the Lord your God who churns up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. I have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand. I who set the heavens in place, who laid the foundations of the earth, and who says to Zion, you are my people. So, uh, catch the wave. Uh, two Sundays ago, uh, seems like a lifetime ago now, but I was in, I was on holiday in uh, the beautiful Dorset town of, of Swanage. And uh, I've got a new boat. Uh, my last boat kind of uh, stopped working. It, it became misshaped. I don't know how that happens, but it became misshaped. And when I, I took it out to sea, it just wouldn't wouldn't work, which I've never experienced before. But I've got a new boat, and, and there it is in all its splendour. And uh, it was a bargain, an absolute bargain. It, it cost me nine pound ninety seven, nine ninety seven from Toys R Us. How's about that then for a boat? How's about that for a boat? And uh, one of the uh, one of the things that that happened that very often when we stay in Swanage, we, we've stayed over near the harbour, and you kind of when I take my boat out, you straight into the deep water, and you've seen pictures of me kind of floating off, probably further than I ought to. Uh, but this time we were further round, actually on the beach. And one of the things about the the the, the, uh, the holiday this year was uh, was the waves that we experienced on on the beach. And it was as I was on my boat uh, trying to catch a wave that I I was reminded of uh, of, of the fact uh, that sometimes God sends waves. That God is the the creator. And as we read in uh, in Isaiah uh, fifty one fifteen. Uh, when, when he says, I am the Lord your God who churns up the sea so that its waves roar. And uh, this morning, uh, I thought I, I would give you some uh, surf lessons. Okay, so if ever you find yourself in that situation, you'll know what to do. But these surf lessons uh, actually apply to our life as a church. And uh, of course, I'm talking about surfing in a spiritual sense. And so, um, one of the things, if, if you're going to go surfing, the first thing you need to do is you do need to be able to recognise uh, the wave. You do need to be able to recognise your wave. And as I was uh, paddling along in my boat, I, I, said, I said to myself, that looks like a wave. That looks like a wave. But of course, the, the waves that I'm talking about are, are not uh, waves that we find in the sea. Uh, the waves of God's Spirit. How do we recognise uh, what God is doing? How do we recognise uh, God's waves? Uh, Rick Warren, in his book, The Purpose Driven Church, he, he lives in California where they do a lot of surfing. He says, our job as church leaders, like experienced surfers, is to recognise a wave of God's Spirit and to ride it. It's not our responsibility to make waves but to recognise how God is working in the world and join him in the endeavour. I like that, the idea that, that we're supposed to join in in what God is doing 
Uh, rather than what very often happens is, is we come up with all sorts of wonderful ideas about what we're going to do, and then sometimes almost as an afterthought, uh, we ask God to join in. And actually, uh, we get it the wrong way. It's a bit like trying to make a wave. Uh, I can teach you all sorts of things about surfing, uh, but one thing you'll never get taught when you get taught about surfing is you'll, no one will ever teach you how to make a wave. Uh, because, of course, God makes the waves. And our job as, as Christians and as a church is not to come up with lots of bright ideas about uh, what we think we could do, but to try and recognise what it is that God is wanting to do in our lives, in the church of life, and what God is already doing out there in the world because God is at work and our job, our calling is to join in in what God is doing not to ask God to join in in what we're doing so as I says I am the Lord your God who churns up the sea so that the waters roar and uh, certainly one of the things if you've ever been out in the sea uh, you come very much aware of the power of the water. Have you ever have you ever been that? You're suddenly aware that there's something here that can actually overpower you, uh, that actually you can't stand against. Or if you do try and stand against it, you're going to end up uh, flat on your back. It's a very powerful thing to see. And I ought to be saying, really, don't try this at home. Uh, you know, I'm an experienced, <laughs> I'm an experienced dinghy rider, and I'm I'm riding in in what is actually a, a very safe uh, sea. Recognising the wave, recognising the wave. There's been all sorts of waves, haven't there? Who remembers the Toronto Blessing? Can you remember the Toronto Blessing where lots of people went over to Canada to try and catch and, and get involved in this in this wave of, of God's Spirit? And then there was the, the Florida Awakening, uh, which kind of crashed, didn't it, and, uh, and a bit of a, of a wipeout. But there's other sorts of waves, isn't there, that, that, that we come across, Alpha, you know, at one time, uh, Alpha was everywhere, wasn't it? Everyone was jumping on that wave of Alpha, and it was uh, it was very successful. Uh, the 40 Days of Purpose, you know all about that, don't you? That wave, we've ridden that wave once or twice, or maybe even three times, and uh, who knows, we may ride it again. Uh, but these are these are waves, and, and, and part of our job is, is to try and discern or recognise whether these things are from God, or whether it's just somebody's bright idea. We have to be able to recognise, you know, what is from God and, and what is not. That's part of our job, to be discerning. And how do we do that? How do we recognise um, God? Well, Jesus says in, in John chapter 10, he's talking about being a, a shepherd of the sheep. And he says, the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They know his voice. And if we read our Bibles enough and... Uh, we get to know how God speaks and we get to recognise when God is speaking because we think, yes, that is God. Jesus goes on to say, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognise his voice. And so part of our job is to, is to learn by studying the Bible, by reading the Bible, uh, by engaging in Bible study and by praying to God and listening to God. We come to recognise how God speaks, what sort of things he says, and we also recognise what sort of things he doesn't say. And part of your job in this morning, you know, is not just to sit there and, and kind of take it all in, 
But to be discerning, you know, how much is this from Richard and how much of this is from God? It's your job to, to try and recognise when God is speaking and not to take everything, you know, that the person stands here, even if it's as a minister, as gospel. Because I can get it wrong. I'll say that again for your benefit, but also for my benefit. I can get it wrong, and I do. And so we need to be listening and we need to be discerning and we need to be trying to recognise uh, what God is doing and what God is saying. So recognising the wave. That's the first thing. And then it's about catching the wave. Now some people, surfers or people in little dinghy boats, make it look a lot easier than actually it is to catch a wave. Uh, it's not the easiest thing to do in the world. Uh, you can get it wrong, believe me, and uh, anybody that's tried to surf, whether it's on a little surfboard or in a dinghy or whatever, uh, you'll have experienced time when you don't quite catch the wave right, and uh, you end up in the water. What do you do when the waves are really rough? Well, most sensible people stay on the shore when the waves are really rough. That would be the sensible thing to do, but not surface. That's exactly what surfers are waiting for. Surfers are waiting for a rough sea when the waves are big and rolling and they go out when ordinary people would stand on the shore. Now we've all stood on the shore, haven't we, at some stage in our lives and we've watched the waves and it's lovely. Uh, I love being by the sea. We were at the St. Anne's yesterday. Something about the sea, isn't there? Uh, you have to go a long way to see the sea at St. Anne's. I, I realise that. But uh, but you know what I mean? We've stood on the shore and we've watched waves come crashing in. Maybe you've been to Blackpool and, and it's quite dramatic. Uh, but you stay at a safe distance, don't you? Um, and, and you watch. And, and sometimes that's what we do as church, isn't it? Uh, we watch and we, we remain at a safe distance. Uh, but if we want to surf, if you want to catch a wave, you've actually got to go out into the water. Jesus said to his disciples, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And at once they left their nets and followed him. Leaving their nets behind was leaving all their security behind. Was, was stepping out into the deep and following Jesus. They didn't know where Jesus was going. They didn't know where Jesus was going to take them. If they had, they might not have gone. They might have stayed with their nets. And if we want to catch a wave, we've got to put ourselves in the right position. And it's risky. It's, it's dangerous. And sometimes that's what God calls us to do, to take risks. It's, it can be scary. Remember Peter when, uh, when he got out of the boat? It was when he saw the wind. And I guess he didn't see the wind, but he saw what the wind was doing to the water. And the wind was probably creating waves in the water. And he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. So catching a wave, not only is it not easy, it can be quite scary. And it, some people will be put off by that. They'll stay on the shore because it's safe. And they'll carry on doing what they've always done because they, they, they know it and it's safe. And sometimes God calls us. Out into the deep to catch waves. Do you remember when, when uh, Jesus was on another boat and uh, the waves came again and the disciples were, were frightened and they had to wake him up? And they were amazed because even the wind and the waves obey him. Even the wind and God sends the waves. God creates the waves. It's our job to try and catch them. You called me out beyond the shore into the waves. 
And sometimes we just have to go with things. I'll be perfectly honest, you know, um, with this uh, kind of relationship that we're developing with, with Edgeside and St. Anne's. Uh, to me, that was a wave that I just decided, well, let's see where this goes. And when people started talking about pays, I did exactly the same. I would have never come up with that idea of having a pays worker. And now we've got Meredith with us. It was a wave that we just decided uh, to go with. We don't know where it's going to lead. We don't know how it's going to work out. But we just decided, let's try and catch this wave. Because it seemed to be of God. Catching the waves. Of course, the danger is, as I said, there is a danger. And Rick Warren says, when a surfer wipes out, that's what they call it when you kind of crash. When a surfer wipes out because he didn't ride the wave correctly, he doesn't give up surfing. He paddles back out into the ocean to wait for the next big wave God sends in. You may have experienced a few wipeouts. Well, I certainly have. And uh, you may have missed a few waves. I know I have. But that doesn't mean you should quit. We have this thing in church, don't we? It's sometimes we do dip our feet into the water. Messy church didn't quite work out and the danger is what we do it says oh we've tried that it didn't work let's not let's not go there again the surfer uh, he just gets back on his board and he waits for the next wave and he gets on in church sometimes we've been uh, we've been burns haven't we? we we've tried things and not work and we think oh we don't want to go down there again uh, because we, it was a bit of a wipeout it didn't work and sometimes we just have to get back on the surfboard like the surfer so catching the wave that's, uh, that's the second thing we have to do after recognising the wave. And you'll notice, I'm glad, I'm glad Ian bought this because mine wouldn't have given it. You'll notice that the, 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 it has this little thing on, a surfboard. And Ian, demonstrate it for us. Come on in, show us what you do with this because it's your surfboard, isn't it? It's a great surfboard. You attach it. Now, now why does he attach this to his ankle? So he won't lose it, that's right. So, so when he's surfing... And, uh, and he misjudges a, a wave and he, and he falls off his board. Um, the surfboard doesn't float off into the sea, never to be seen again. Neither does Ian, hopefully. Uh, he remains attached to the surfboard. And Jesus says, of course, in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And the important thing is that we remain in Christ. And yes, there will be times when we crash, when we're wiped out, when we try things, and it's a complete failure. And there'll be times when we think, well, why on earth did I bother doing that? But as long as we remain attached to Jesus, we'll actually be okay. The important thing is that we remain in Jesus. And he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And it's worth just remembering that, isn't it? That's what Jesus says. Apart from me, you can do nothing. There's lots of people, and you'll have met them and I've met them, who want to go about creating waves. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Come on, follow me. And they try and do it by their sheer personality uh, or their enthusiasm. And we don't want to knock the enthusiasm out of anybody. But we do want to be reminded that apart from him, we can do nothing. We need to be recognising what God is doing. And when we recognise it, we catch that wave. Catching the wave. And then, of course, it's about riding the waves. And this is the exciting bit. I don't know if you've ever ridden a wave, but 
it's exciting when you actually just catch that wave and it takes you. You've, you've, you've no control, you have to go with it and it just takes you. And it's exhilarating. It's, it's, it's a kind of wow and a kind of awe. We sang, didn't we? I stand in awe of you. I stand in awe of you. There's an awe because you feel the power of the sea surging you towards the beach and you, and you hope that you're not going to get hurt and, and crash. But in that moment when you've actually caught the wave, it's exhilarating and exciting. And it's the same when we actually catch God's wave and we start to arrive wave and we know this is what God is about. This is what God's doing. There's an exhilaration that you know you're in the right place, that you're doing the right thing and, and that God is at work. And it's not you. It's nothing to do with you. You've just joined in with what God is doing. And it's exhilarating. It's exciting. And also a little bit scary at the same time. Riding the wave. Surfing is the art of riding wave, Rick Warren says, that God builds. God makes waves. Surfers just ride them. No surfer tries to create waves. If the waves aren't there, you don't go surfing that day. Are there any waves? Is it time to start surfing? Are there waves that we need to be riding? Riding the waves. Somebody wrote this, vision is seeing the timely opportunity God gives you in the current moment and acting in faith and obedience before it passes. You don't criticise a wave, you just ride it the best that you can. Sometimes we miss opportunities, don't we? And it's a horrible feeling, isn't it, when you know that the opportunity's gone, that you've missed it, and that you feel, I should have said something, I should have done something, I should have. And we all have those experiences. And sometimes people get critical, even in church. I know you find it hard to imagine. Hard to imagine, I know. But our job isn't to to criticise what God is doing. Our job is is to get involved and and, and to get on board and and to ride that wave. And, And God doesn't fit in with us. Sometimes that's the problem, isn't it? We want God not only to fit in with what we're doing, we want God to fit in with who we are and how we are. And sometimes God just overwhelms us. And takes over. The problem is most of us like to be in control, don't we? I went to my office to get the, you know, I like to be in control of, of my PowerPoint. I like to be in control of the remote TV. We like to keep control. And the thing about following Jesus is that you hand over control to somebody else. And that's scary. Because they're then in control of your life. And I don't know about you, I want God to be in control of my life. Because uh, on my own, I'll... I'll press the wrong buttons and end up in the wrong place. Riding the wave. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. We are to work with God, not without God. We are involved, and that's a great thing. God does involve us in what he's doing. He wants us to be involved. He wants us to be a part. We've got a part to play, but it's important that we know our part. That it will be God at the end of the day that does the amazing thing. We can tell people about Jesus, uh, but we can't convert people. We can share the good news. We can do all sorts of things to try and win people for Christ. But it's God that convicts people. And it it seems to me that we are in a time when I I really do sense that there is a wave of opportunity. Because we live in, in troubled times with, with Brexit, with all the terrorist things that are going on, the uncertainty, the, the financial collapses, people uh, you know, losing their jobs or uncertainty. And we live in times of great uncertainty. 
And uh, maybe God's wanting to use this opportunity of the wave of uncertainty for us to point people to something that is certain, something that is sure, something that is steadfast. Uh, I sense that maybe people, they might not be interested in church, but they are interested in a solution to their problems. They're looking for something that to, to, to give them hope, looking for something uh, that's stable, that they can put their faith in. They put the faith in the banks and it's failed. They put their faith in, in politicians and it hasn't worked out how they imagined. They've tried putting their faith in, in money and of course it's, uh, it, it's not worked out. And maybe it's an opportunity, a wave of, of an opportunity for people. We can say, well, what about God? Just think about it. So riding the wave. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going, Jesus says uh, to Nicodemus in John 3, 8. We don't always know uh, when we get on a wave where it will take us. But sometimes you just have to ride it and, uh, and see what God may be wanting to do. Riding the wave. And then... Getting off the wave, it's really important that you, you get off the wave <clears throat> in a way that you don't crash out. Um, that you uh, are able to, to, to get off the wave. And uh, sometimes it, it, it's about uh, knowing when to get off a wave. When something, when, when, when the wave has, has, has been spent. And, and again, in Isaiah, Isaiah says, Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, see I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And sometimes things run its course just like the wave. And yet we carry on, don't we? Sometimes beyond its sell-by date. We carry on doing things because that's what we've always done. And uh, there was a good reason why we did it at one time. But sometimes we carry on doing when the reasons have long since passed. I will always remember going to preach at a church at 2 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. And I said to the people, this is a strange time to hold a service. You've had a 10.30 service, haven't you? I said, why do you have a service at 2 o'clock? It's to fit in with the farmers and, and the milking. I said, oh, that's great. I said, and how many farmers have, have you got in your church? And we haven't got any farmers in the church. <laughs> but we're still holding our service at 10.30 and 2 p.m. So they were rushing home, having dinner, and rushing back out, coming at 2 o'clock. Uh, because the farmers need to milk their cows. Sometimes we need to recognise when something's past. And it's hard letting go, isn't it? Especially if you've really been involved. Uh, one of the most difficult things is actually letting go of things and recognising you know, that maybe we need to put that down now and, uh, and look at the new thing that God is doing. Sometimes we're so busy doing the old things that God was involved in that we don't see the new things that God is wanting to do. So getting off a wave is, is really important. I am the Lord your God who churns up the sea so that the waves roar. And I think God is sending waves. And uh, the challenge for us is to recognise the waves that are coming from God. And when we recognise them, to take that dangerous step and to get onto the wave and to ride it and see where it takes us. Let's go and catch a wave.